The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. It was revealed this week by the Department of Education that 58 school building projects due to go to tender or construction this year are on hold due to funding pressures. Now, this has caused frustration for many principals who've been planning for their new accommodation. Joining me to talk about this is Rosha Ilauri, principal of Gwale School Forick in Ballybrack in Dublin and uh, one of the uh, five on Forest Patronic patron schools affected and Emer Nolan, CEO of Educate Together. Uh, good morning and welcome to you both. Um, Russia, let's talk about your situation because you, you were on the cusp, really, of getting the whole thing going. Dear Grace Pat, yes, that's correct. Um, our school was founded in 1995 and we've been waiting 27 years for a permanent building. 16 years ago, in 2007, the then Minister for Education wrote to all the parents in the school saying that a local vacant school building had been purchased for us and that this would be our permanent home and we would be in it in a few years okay time. so that was 2007 so 2007 okay. how exciting that news was a vacant school building and is going to be made ready for you and you'd be in it shortly <laughs> 16 years <Yeah>. ago <laughs> 16 years ago it was very exciting but unfortunately the department decided to put another school in there temporarily while their building was being built in Stillorgan and unfortunately it is that building project that we are stuck behind and have been stuck behind for the last 16 years. So this is like people uh, who are trying to buy a house but they have to sell their own house before they can buy the new house. You know, that that chain you get. And you're in a chain. You have to wait for the other school to get its building before you can move into this this other building which has been there available in theory for 25 years or whatever. Uh, And purchased for us back in 2007. So how did they deliver the bad news to you or did they deliver the bad news to the other school and you found out indirectly? (laughs) We got no correspondence from the department about this and uh, they delivered the news to the other school and they kindly informed us. Um, And on first, Patrunachta have been doing their bit trying to find out which of their schools have been on this list as well. So while we were not one of the 58 schools listed, it has a devastating knock-on effect on us. Now, were that school uh, to leave tomorrow, that uh, has a mm-hmm. planned building in Stillorgan, what would they have to do to the school building promised to you for more than two decades? What would they have to do to it to make it occupiable by yourselves? There, there will be very little work to do in it, to be honest. There will be a bit of refurbishment work. I believe there is some problems with the roof and with leaks, but a few months and we could be in it. Yeah. Any extensions to be built or anything like that? Do you have to enlarge the accommodation? Not at the moment, no. There, there would be plenty of space for us. Okay. Have you plenty attempted to then expand. have a chat with the department about this? Well, we went down to the department, uh, the board of management went down to the department back in February 2020, and um, we were assured that the department really wanted to drive the project ahead. They said then that it, construction would start before the end of 2020, and since then, every few, min- every few months we have been told it could start in a few months, it could start in a few months. Over the last few weeks, we believed that this construction could start imminently. And I thought that my next correspondence with the parents and the children and the staff would be to say that construction had started. And, you know, we know that it would be a two-year timeline from when construction yeah. starts for, the, for the, the school to be vacated, 
a few months refurbishment work to be done and then for us to be in. And unfortunately, I had to deliver this devastating news to okay. our parents. But even with the best of intentions, if they started tomorrow, you're talking about September of 2025, uh, where, yeah. you know, if things had gone ahead. But of course, things have not gone ahead. Do Does the other school have any information from the department as to how long this delay is? Because the quote from Minister Foley, she wants to assure, absolutely assure those schools that her department was 100% committed to building them. These schools will be delivered, she said. Now, I was looking to see, was there a year? (laughs) You know, in 2040. They will be delivered in 2040, I promise you. (laughs) There was absolutely no timeline given to them at all just that okay. it was being put on hold. And they believed that construction was about to start imminently as well and were planning for that. So it's impossible for two schools to plan when they don't know where they are going to be yeah. in the next few now, years. Now, at the moment, you are functioning as a school, so therefore you're somewhere. What kind of accommodation do you have? So our entire school is housed in prefabs. We have some newer prefabs and then we have some very old prefabs that have been in situ since 2005 and 2007. We are on a very, very small site. We have no hall. We have a very small um, play area. We do our best with it, but it is very small and it's not sufficient. We put a huge, huge emphasis on physical health, but there are times, such as yesterday afternoon, when sports has to be cancelled because we don't have a sufficient indoor area to to. Yeah, and even your outdoor area, you say, is a bit confined. You don't have a huge amount of space. No, we don't. We have 147 pupils in our school. For yard time, we have to divide it up into two yard times because the yard is not big enough to hold 147 pupils. This is crazy stuff. Absolutely crazy stuff. Well, uh, I'm not sure that, uh, you know, me giving out about the minister will help your case, uh, but you're only the victims, if you like. Uh, the, the, The school that's the customer, if you like, is the other school. And um, I don't know what noises they are making. I'm sure they're they're making as much noise as they can to try to accelerate their project. Well, they were very shocked to get the letter uh, this week saying that the, that the project had been put on hold. Mm. They were waiting for it to start imminently and to plan for that. In, in a, a modern schooling system, a uh, modern public service, you'd expect that there would be a website and that uh, all the schools, you could track them, you know, to see what stage they were at, whether they were at, you know, in the imagination stage, the promise stage, the tendering stage, the construction stage, the occupation stage. You'd imagine just click on a a website. Is there such a resource? Okay, Emer is going to come in on that. Uh, Emer, (laughs) is there such a resource? There is indeed. And I suppose it's it's important to acknowledge that there have been improvements in the school building programme over the past few years. In Educate Together, we've opened more um, more than 50 schools in the last 10 years. So we've seen this up close over quite some time. Um, And there have been improvements. And and what you described there is one of them. So you can go to the department website and you can see that there are more than 300 building projects on the go at any one time. And you can see them progress through the stages. And we've seen that happen uh, in recent years in a much more planned and better way than they used to in the past. So we had delivery of five permanent new buildings, uh, permanent buildings in the last 10 months. Um, We've also seen improvements in sites being acquired for schools. So we've had two schools that didn't have a site for more than 20 years. Both of those sites have been purchased for them in the last year. So there are improvements and and there's the chronic issues which Russia has described so well there. Um, So many schools, you know, waiting and waiting and promises. Um, But I just want to separate this particular issue from that chronic issue because what's happened at the moment is 
the schools that are at either stage 2B or stage 3 of the buildings process, these are the schools that have waited longest. They're the schools that are ready to go. They're the schools that are biggest because a lot of... These are kind of shovel ready. Shovel ready and growing. You know, they're developing schools, most of them, um, where numbers are increasing. The schools are having to cap the numbers every year and that causes huge difficulty as a developing school. You know, you want to offer the full subject range and, and grow. There's demand in the in the community for the schools. Um, I mean, we've won one of the schools in question here. They've had more than 300 applications and they can only, only offer 70 places for next year as it is. Um, and that's while they're expecting the construction to start. So, you know, these are the schools that are very much ready to go. And really this pause, um, it's a false economy. You know, they're saying we need to pause the programme because there isn't enough capital funding. But every single one of these schools is in temporary accommodation, which means the state is handing over money to landlords, to prefab companies. You know, every single day that these are delayed, it's costing money, um, as well as putting huge pressure on those school communities. Yeah. Now, the reason for pausing 58, that's a lot of projects. Now, some of them may be small. Uh, having relatively uh, low capital expenditure, some of them may be absolutely enormous. Do we have a breakdown of of what size the projects are and, and where the, the, the budgetary tightness comes in? Yeah, we don't actually even have the list. We've been trying to get the list, the full list from the department. We know there are six Educate Together schools uh, among the 58, but every single one of the 58, you know, they're all urgent. They're all at the end of the process um, and there's different challenges there. You know, Rasha described very well the challenge of the school that's been waiting for a long time. A lot of the temporary accommodation for those older schools is very, very poor. So, you know, one of our schools is in a building that was built in, in the eighteen hundreds. Um and and you know when you when you think you're about to move into your new building then, you know, the department doesn't invest in refurbishing the building that you're in. So the conditions are getting worse and worse all the time. Mm. But another issue that we have, so for example, in Dublin, there are two campus developments. They're they're newer, um, some of them. So we have uh, two schools in Harold's Cross, a primary and a post-primary, and another two schools on the Roslyn Park site in Dublin 4. Now, these schools were opened in the, sc- the department's own new schools programme to cater for growing population. Um, and there's huge demand for the schools. They're, they're oversubscribed. Uh, one of the primary schools has been open already for eight years and has been waiting for this to go ahead. But the difficulty there is the sites are very limited. You know, there's not much space for schools in Dublin. So those sites are kind of five and a half acres, six acres, whereas usually a secondary school site alone would be 10 acres. Yeah. So they're already very squashed. They're in temporary accommodation on the site. Um, you know, on the on the Rosslyn Park site, for example, there's, there are already 680 students so across the primary mm-hmm. and post-primary in temporary accommodation. There will uh, be 800 in September. If they don't start building now, they're going to run out of space. Yeah. Are there empty institutional buildings that uh, I know we're talking about putting refugees into those and all the rest of it, but are there places uh, where, I mean, the state is owed money by the religious orders on foot of all the abuse uh, that went on. Um, are, you know, are there spaces there that can be well, purloined? Not anymore, I think. I think we're occupying most of them at this stage. You know, a number of our schools would be in temporary accommodation in buildings that were vacated by other schools in the past. Um, and, and sometimes the conditions there are fine and sometimes they aren't. I mean, another thing to mention here is the children that are waiting for these buildings, um, you know, all children, all children and young people, all schools suffered through the COVID crisis, you you know, in terms of school closures, but then in terms of very difficult circumstances in which to go to school. Children in temporary accommodation suffered more 
um, th- you know, Rosh has described it there, you know, not enough space, not enough outdoor space in some cases, no indoor sports facilities in others. Sometimes some children are in cramped conditions. You know, after what these children have been through, we're talking about, you know, projects yeah. that are ready to go. We're talking about relatively small and, amounts and of money. I mean, the, it is about money, isn't it? It's not uh, about, say, they have to redesign for air handling because of COVID and all that kind, which I would understand and I would hope it's being done, by the way. Yes. You know, if we're talking about ventilation and proper... And it is. And, and the new buildings, when they arrive, you know, they're fantastic. You know, you, these schools won't know themselves when they do get their buildings. Um, but as I say, the plans are there. I mean, we're even hearing now that construction costs, they're starting to come down. You know, I believe timber and steel, that's levelled off. So it's a temporary glitch. It's a relatively small amount of money in, in the larger scheme of things. You know, children should not be paying the price. And they're not publishing the list for fear of um, mass protest, I presume. Um, so they each school gets its own little letter and thinks it's living in a bubble, but it's one of 58. Yeah, and one of the worries is that they might be choosing between the 58. You know, every single one of these 58 projects is urgent. That's why they're at the end of this, the building process. Um, they all need to start and they all need to start quickly. These children have waited long I go, enough. I go back to you finally, Russia. Um, the, the prefabs you have, um, are, do you own them? Uh, does somebody own them or do you have to pay a rent for them? The majority of them are rented. We unfortunately own three of them as the department decided to purchase them against our wishes um, a good number of years ago. And then we have, um, and the majority are, are rented. And the, the, the ones that were purchased, uh, you know, do, do, well, let's start with the ones that are rented. Does the landlord who owns these or the, the prefab company, do they have to maintain them and keep them in good nick? Is that part of the contract? And are the ones you own deteriorating? Is that, yeah, that's correct. Um, however, some of the ones that we rent are very old. Prefabs are not designed to be in situ for more than 10 to 12 years. So there is only so much that can be done to old prefabs, even by the companies that are um, being paid rent to maintain them. The ones that we own are very dilapidated at this stage. All right. It does seem like false and, economy. And the maintenance yeah. for them is, is Thank you both uh, for outlining this. Uh, two uh, schools affected by all of this. Well, educate together a number of schools. Uh, how many did you say? Six, Six of your schools. Mm. And uh, we know that uh, this school is affected, but also the school that's moving to Stillorgan is affected. Um, who the other 50 odd are? Um, well, maybe we shall find out before too long. They've all got that individual letter from the department. Uh, Rasha Ilari, who is Principal of Gwales Kilforic in Ballybrack in Dublin, and Emer Nolan, CEO of Educate Together. Uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.